Two inner conflict resolution experts, Corinne Lawrence and Ali Ansel, invite you to join them for a deep and vulnerable conversation about values and how working with values transforms how we see the world. Through conflict resolution, self-inquiry, and practical spirituality, Corinne and Ali help bring clarity to the chaos of life and address why we feel so indecisive, disconnected, and confused about our purpose, and how we can use mindset, skill set, and process to do something about it. So as uh, Christine and I were catching up yesterday and we were talking about like, what is our topic going to be? We were both catching up and talking about how overwhelming our weeks have been, like so many moving parts in so many different directions and how difficult it is to, like for me to stand, like there's times that I really need to stand in my power to keep my balance. And that's when... Um, the values-based assertiveness workshop comes up. And so that's when I said, you know what? Let's talk about standards and boundaries. Because that is important for us. For those of you that don't haven't met me yet, I'm Corinne Lawrence. I'm the creator and co-founder of VBL or values-based living. And Christina here, uh, for those of you who haven't met her yet, she joined VBL two years ago. She's our social media coordinator, but I know and have worked with Christina in other areas of our life before she joined us. And I have seen how she lives and breathes values work. I have witnessed her take on and make huge shifts in her life as a result of taking this work into her head, her heart, and putting it into action. And she has made huge shifts in her life in really short order. She takes the values-based living approach and she puts it into action. Did you want to add anything, Christina? No, just just a thank you for saying that. Mm -hmm. Some gratitude there. Great. It's nice to have the, the reflections um, of the work that we've done. And, uh, and the deep profound shifts, because we don't notice them, because we're living them incrementally uh, on the moment by moment. And we don't always get like a, a narration <laughs> <laughs> of our life's grand uh, shifts on a, on a bigger scale. So that is kind of fun, isn't it? Now we're mm -hmm. going to talk about values-based expectations, and that means standards and boundaries. And then we're going to open up the floor to questions. Um, as you as we're talking, if you have questions, just pop them in the chat. We will start the QA with the questions that are already in the chat. Um, and if you share, if you want to like share and talk about your question, you can pop on video um, and uh, invite you to share your question or stay on video this whole time. And I, we appreciate being able to see reactions. So thank you for that. So we're gonna talk about the values-based standards and values-based boundaries. And really quickly, what I'll say is that standards are the expectations that we have for ourselves and how we behave. And boundaries are the expectations we have for others and how they behave. We'll get into more about what we mean there. But at values-based living, it's always important that we start with expectations that we have of ourselves first before we go into expectations that we have of others and it's not because we're so like believing that's sort of morally virtuous to, to, you know, know thyself. That's 
That's lovely, but it's much more practical than that. It's, we have more control over ourselves and we can make changes faster with ourselves. And it's really important that we get our own head straight before we go asking other people to change, to make us feel safe or happy. We go inside first before we go outside. And that just makes good sense. It's practical and it's really how it happens. So I will talk about the values-based standards first, and I'll give you a quick example. Um, this is deep stuff, so uh, I'm going to move through it kind of slowly. There's, it's not, there's not a lot here, but I'm going to go slowly because this one's a, it's kind of tricky, these, these standards. So as I said, standards are the expectations we have for ourselves and how we behave. And our standards are assertive, which is what we what what is which is what we're aspiring to. They're assertive when we're clear about the expectations we have for how our values are being met by our own behavior. And I'll give you an example. So non-judgment is one of my tippy top values. Um, and so that's my, one of my, my, my example is using non-judgment. So here's my statement, because I value non-judgment, I expect that I will give myself non-judgment and I will give others non-judgment. And when I can't do that, I'm aware that my value of non-judgment will be significantly frustrated. Now, some of the ways that I put that into action and demonstrate to myself that I am living up to my values around this expectations around this value, this is how I do it. I use curiosity and love as the filter through which I see myself and others with equanimity. So my I also have curiosity and values, coincidentally, as some of my tippy tops. But these are also the antidote to judgment for my version of what non-judgment is to me. So I will use curiosity and love as the filter through which I see myself and others with equanimity. And that means that I, when I notice myself being judgmental, I will observe and I will be curious with myself about why and I'll spend time with myself in calm curious space and I will lovingly choose again or not so that's how it's it's put into action and I'm not going to go like too deeply into this but just to say too that this is lifted out of the values-based assertiveness workshop um, and we spend a lot more time uh, on these concepts in that workshop, um, which is essentially learning the skills of assertively speaking about your values. Now I'll let Christina talk about boundaries. Um, Karina just uh, spoken about standards and how uh, it affects how we behave. So our boundaries are the expectations that one has for others and how they behave. So our boundaries are assertive when they are connected to a value and when there is a clearly stated expectation for that value to be met. 
So for a boundary to be firm, uh, it is recommended that there is some consideration of consequences that are linked back to the value being expressed. Uh, and it's important to note again, that boundaries come after we have thoroughly considered and addressed our expectations for our values being met with our own behavior. So our standards. Okay, so as Corinne had mentioned, we have to focus on our own standards first of ourselves before we can start setting boundaries for others. So this will ensure that we are not asking others to solve problems that are inherently in our own behavior. Uh, so a, uh, an example of a boundary, um, I'll, I'll uh, give an example based on my own value of connection. So because I value connection, I expect to have relationships with meaning. So my expectations for others, as well as myself, uh, are that when we spend time together, we do our best to give our undivided attention to each other. No distractions, no phone, no TV happening in the background of a restaurant, you know, watching sports instead of focusing on the conversation. Um, and that there are no hidden agendas brought to our meetings. So our meetings have full transparency. To me, connection is quality time, being able to get to know a person and understand them at a deeper level than the surface. And that cannot happen if our minds are on another subject. Um, so one of my goals this year, for example, is to focus on preserving and creating relationships that support my value of connection. When my expectations of this value cannot be met, then I make the decision on whether the relationship is worth investing further into. So far uh, this year, I can say that I have noticed a significant uh, a significance in positivity in my life since I have focused on setting this boundary with others. Isn't that like, it's so important to be self-aware, to understand which values we have and how they are interacting with our relationship with ourself and how they are impacting the relationship we have with others. And, and what we are doing is, is really asking us to pay attention to the expectations that we have created. And expectations are a funny thing because we're not often aware that we have created an expectation in our head. And the only time we be can become aware is when they get broken. And then, of course, the question, the, the answer is like, you, you have a broken expectation here. Did you communicate that expectation? Oh, <laughs> I may have missed that step. And that step is critical. To having that expectation met and it's almost when I when I'm working with people in a coaching space and they they can talk at length about the expectation and just how reasonable that expectation is and how clearly everybody should have known that that is a reasonable expectation that they should have met and and when there's like a, a tension in it and like and did you communicate that expectation in a way that made it clear how crucial that was for you. Because if it's an expectation that you're like, eh, they matter, they didn't, doesn't matter. But if it has a lot riding on it, 
as in I may break my commitment to this relationship or seriously reconsider in Christina's example, my commitment to this relationship, you need, you have uh, an obligation to communicate that expectation with self-awareness of where it came from. And here's the other piece around, and I'll just keep using Christina's example because it's so lovely, of um, if you have that expectation for that value to be met and you haven't met it with your own behavior, this is some, like, that's a lot of things happening beyond your awareness in, in your unconscious mind. Um, and the only time it comes out is they did something wrong because I feel really upset. And that is like a projection. I need them to solve what is essentially first and foremost, my behavior. And I'm the only one that can change that. And what we accidentally do is we say they broke an expectation and in some ways they did. And so did I. So I broke my expectation around my values that I have for myself, but nobody is pointing at that least of all me. And what I do is I project the consequences of that inherent, that inside breaking of, of an expectation onto somebody else to fix, but I'm asking them to fix my behavior. And that is always when I act without integrity on my values, that is going to cause the most and deepest upset to me. When somebody else does it, it will also be upsetting. But the chances are in this process, either I fail to advocate for that value, I fail to give it the love and support by even naming it and, and thinking through what it needs. I have failed, and I and I use that term carefully because that's that kind of a loaded term, but I have let down or frustrated my value of connection on my own, and also so did they, but I need to address mine first. And then when I walk into a relation into a conversation with somebody else, I walk into it having addressed my own behavior. They don't need to know all of that piece. That's that happens inside. I can share it if I want. I don't have to. Um, when I walk back into the negotiation and say to somebody else, you let down an expectation. And let's hope at that point that I have clearly communicated it and they let me down. Then I can say with confidence, with a grounding my 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 value is no longer like a hot button, a hot trigger. I have calmed it down, and now I can walk into that conversation with a calm and level head and say, I had an expectation that I clearly communicated, and you really let me down. And then ask, did I see, did I miss anything that you think you did, but I didn't see? And now I can have an open heart in that conversation. That's a big oh, Kareem, I, I, uh, I have a question for you though. If, uh, if for some reason, you know, we all do it, we don't always communicate as right. best as we wish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you haven't actually set that boundary, um, it's, it's never too late. Right. So before you have that communication, um, or that, that crucial conversation of, you know, you, you let my expectation down, we might have to 
rewind and say, hey, um, you might not know this, but, you know, I value connection and, you know, I would really appreciate it if you can put your phone down or, you know, whatever the case may be when we are spending time together and we can actually focus on each other. And that way, if it happens down the line, then you can actually bring it back and say, I know we talked about this and this is not being met anymore. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's never too late. Totally. And honestly, if you had done it sooner, it almost may have been weird. Like before there's a wobble on it, <laughs> like, like on the first date, just so you know, should we get to a second date? And on that date, you have a phone in your hand and they'd be like, wait, I, we haven't even scheduled a second date yet. Or, but you know, yeah. you're right. Like have a wobble on the, on this thing and use that as a beautiful moment to capture that and share the expectation uh, as opposed to sort of like, mm, preemptively assuming that they're going to break this expectation or that they need to know about it right up front. We don't need to give the rule book. <laughs> yeah, before we become friends, I need you to know. This is I what connection means to me. And luckily most relationships are, are a long-term negotiation. Like they're a long-term interaction. So we get to have these increments and yes, Christine, you're absolutely right. Pick best time uh, to make that check-in and then try again. Oh, I love that. I like that a lot. It's so weird. Like when you're talking about boundaries and expectations of even just talking about doing them for yourself, right? Like we're always taught about even at a very young age to set boundaries for others, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't want you in my personal space or this is okay. This is not okay. But we don't often actually learn about um, creating boundaries and expectations for ourselves and how we act. That's right. And what do you do if you don't? I actually haven't seen any um, literature out there on creating standards for self um, there's a little bit, but it's not at this depth, at this level, and it certainly isn't connected to values. And why it's important that we're connecting it to values is that it's it gives us an anchor as opposed to just like, what are the standards I have for my behavior? Well, you know, speaking like I want to be spoken to and like, but those are like rules. These are standards that are anchored in values that are most important to me. And they have a clear way of expressing. And what's lovely is when we have these anchors and we get frustrated, like something's going on and I don't quite know what, we can be like, here's my top five. Is it this one? Is it this one? Did this guy get stepped on? And it gives us a way into understanding what is being activated. It's really, really lovely. And it's rarely... I have yet to see it's never wrong that if we are having a strong reaction, one of our top values is being activated. And if it's not one of our top values, then there's another value that you need to go and look for that's being activated. That is actually a top value that you didn't know about. And now you have a new piece of information that is okay. I actually had a top value of this. And and we refer to those as shadow values, uh, values that are 
strongly driving our behavior and often our not best behavior, let's say, that activate that behavior. Um, and we are totally unaware of it until we start acting in a big reaction in a big way. And now we need to go on a little like sleuthing journey. All right, kids, who is it? Hands up. <laughs> Which value is being activated? Find them, love them, and then start having a relationship with them, starting with what are the standards I have for myself around that value? And what are the are the boundaries that I had that I wasn't even aware of that got violated in this interaction that are connected to that value? I'm going to open up the floor. Are there any questions? Because Christine and I can talk all day long about this, but we're going to open up the floor. Yeah, Gavin. Uh love the the talk on this thank you very much uh one of the things that i've noticed here that twigged when you were talking about this is <clears throat> I'm, I'm now able to see other people talking about their expectations violated with you know a third party not present and you get into the conversation of with them the party with the violated expectations and and they say what their expectations are to me and i would say yes that's reasonable someone could agree to it did you did you actually agree to it with that third party and and that's just kind of mind blowing i shouldn't have to it's a reasonable expectation <laughs> and it's going okay thank you for showing me that i'm going to look for that in my life now right and it's such a normal thing to do and think and say and when we unpack it Wait a second. And especially like in our Know Your Values workshop, where we discover that where Christina has explained what connection means to her, and specifically, it means no phones, one conversation at a time, no distractions, we're present with each other. And another person would say connection is frequency, that we're connecting on a daily basis. That's more important to me, but that's what connection actually means. Both of you are right, and both of you are missing the boat about other people's connection value. So we have mm -hmm. to really explore what connection or non-judgment um, means for us. And we, if we have expectations for others, we have an obligation to share that especially if we're going to give them consequences. But more importantly, we need to know it in ourselves because we can't tell other people until we know in ourselves, but we need to know in ourselves first, deep conversation and create expectations for how I will satisfy that value by myself before I go out into the world and expect others to meet that value. There's a bug. Just adding on to that, it's, I think that is why it is so crucial to focus on yourself before others, because you need to know what that term, that value, all your values actually means to you and what is the driving factor behind that, because that is the only time uh, when you'll be able to clearly set that boundary for another person to say, I need this connection. And it doesn't mean that we have to meet every day or every week, 
just when we do meet, we need to have, like we need to be present with each other. That's what's important. And if you don't communicate that, um, if you just say, well, we're not connecting, what do you mean? We talk every week. Well, we talk about the weather, that's not connecting. That person's not gonna understand because there's that disconnect. Yeah. That, that, that communication is not happening. So it's and, so important. Yeah, and how quickly would it be to say, that person has really unrealistic expectations about connection because they don't have the same expectations that I have about connection. Like these these huge leaps of logic, <laughs> uh, uh, like huge assumption leaps uh, that can get made there. And we can accidentally create like like terminate relationships because we don't have a clear understanding Mm -hmm. not the end of the world that happens all the time and if there is an opportunity to create clarity and sometimes maybe this would be a really great thing to do with people that are a low stakes relationship where you're like me they could come and go And that is a really great space sometimes to negotiate um, and test out some of these conversations. Maybe they get deeper and maybe it's not handled well, it's not received well, and you lose the relationship and that's okay. And now you have more information, you're a little bit more ready, practice some of your skills that that you can gain in a sort of communication. And sometimes and go in into the relationship that's really important and navigate this space. I love the low stakes relationships comment. Yeah. Right. I also see that that plays through in other parts of my life because there's people I have in my life where I really enjoy having them in my life for a very specific reason. And they drive me absolutely nuts for other reasons. So- (laughs) You're talking about uh, standards and boundaries is very, very useful here because it used to be trying to tiptoe around it and mm-hmm. that never works well. So it, it, once I have my own clarity on that and I'm still working on it, I can say this is where I, I unabashedly celebrate the relationship and the this is, you know, we're going into territory of, no, let's not go there again. It doesn't end well. Right. And we get yeah. to pick how open and, and overt we are with that. We get to choose. Go ahead, Christina. Well, the beauty of, uh, of boundaries too, when we set them, whether it's for ourselves and or for others, um, is, is they're not black and white. Like, yes, you have a clear, this is my value, this is my expectation. But when it's not being met, then you have that opportunity to reflect and say, okay, what is going what would happen if let's just speak in relationships here if if this relationship was terminated what is it what is it that i'm going to gain what is it i'm going to lose here um how much weight do i put on this one value if they uh, satisfy these ones you know as you had mentioned gavin that some people are great for you know filling one bucket but not so great for other buckets well okay, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to just stop being friends with them. If other buckets are getting drained, it might mean that you have to now set more boundaries, whether it's for yourself, for them. Um, and, uh, and determine 
when it's appropriate to spend more time, less time, um, and, and things like that, right? So it's there's never a black and white, oh, they keep not satisfying this, this boundary, so I guess it's done, we're done. It's uh, okay, is it causing more harm than good for me? Mm. And, uh, and that's a really important reflection piece. And it's really good to even, uh, even just reflect on all the goods too, right? Um, it's, yeah, it's stay present with yourself when, uh, when you're reviewing your expectations because they've also might evolve based on your experiences. That was a interesting uh, observation, Christina. I like, because uh, coming from a regulatory background, there's there's always the balance between having a rule that's simple and clear is not always fair in all situations. So you're you're trying to find some some balance between the two. So so you might have a, a general boundary for people in your life that this is what it is and it's simple and that just keeps me safe and keeps you from trampling on me. But there might be a relationship where it's worth having a more nuanced boundary with another person to say, okay, let's tread tread lightly here. It's going to get more complicated. Is that worth it? So yes, it's uh, yeah, the trade-off of simplicity versus, okay, complexity, but is it worth it? Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and that's, that's going to be different for everybody. Is it worth it? You know, and nobody can um, provide you with that answer except for yourself. And you really need to look within. It's, uh, I love talking about this stuff. It's, it's so interesting because you think you know yourself but you really don't. And I don't think you ever will. You know, it's a journey of self growth and development always. <laughs> and, and as you so astutely pointed out, Christina, and we evolve. So I, I think you're right. We can't ever be done because that means that we've stopped evolving. And so it, the, the natural then is if we continue to evolve, we need to continue to understand where we are in this iteration of self, in this evolution of this life. Yeah, we're good for, this is a game that we're going to play forever. And it's well, well worth it. I can't remember who it was that said this, but um, there's no better investment than in yourself. I love that quote. And it is so true. It is a good quote. I, that one resonated with me too when I saw it. Yeah. And it's, I don't know why, but it's one that I need to go back into. And it and depends on like different parts of my life where I need to like invest in self is sometimes harder than in other places. And that's a really good reminder that like, I'm in this with me <laughs> for life. <laughs> there's no one else coming to take my place and and yes. if uh, if that's the expectation that somebody else is going to um be in a relationship with me um and complete me um that it, it doesn't honor the transientness of other people in our lives and and that comes from natural attrition <laughs> like people live and die with us people evolve together and away from us Friendships come in and friendships go. Even significant partners aren't there from the beginning. 
and they may not be there at the very end. The only one we're with the whole time is me or you. You know what I mean? <laughs> so we may as well have a, have invested in that relationship to really listen to ourselves and really come to create a friendship and of love and acceptance with ourselves. A really deep knowing of, I know why I do what I do and have a, a profound experience in this life with ourselves. That's a good investment. Agreed. <laughs> okay. So on that note, unless there's any other thoughts or questions, that was a nice way to sum up Christina. Why don't we wrap up? Jump in, uh, like as I'm talking, you can jump in at any time. Um, but what's coming up next, uh, February 13th, Ali is hosting our monthly values-based living circle, which is a deeply reflective circle facilitation conversation on Zoom. You can send us an email on our website um, to register for those by donation. If you haven't already, a really great place to start is with the values quiz that is on our website. And I'm just going to pop that values quiz in the chat. When I find the chat, there it is. Um, so that you can identify your top values. And then the next step after that in natural evolution is the Know Your Values workshop. And that's an online course that's available on our website. And that really is the first step in your journey, taking you through the path of understanding to understand those values that you've just identified, how they are motivators in your life, and how to recognize them in their frustrated and satisfied versions in action in your life. So I'll pop that in the chat. Um, sign up for our monthly newsletter on values-based living, values-basedliving.com. And there's new articles and a bit of a, an update on our schedules and what's coming up next uh, for um, scheduled Zooms, Q&A sessions, workshops coming up. Um, and I think I'll leave it there. So if there's anything else that anyone wants to add, that would be great. And if not, I will thank you both so much for joining us. And I will wish you well in the rest of your day. Thanks, Corrine. It, uh, it was a pleasure to join you guys today. And uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. It was really fun. Thank you, Corrine. Thank you Christina. You're welcome. Right. Thank you for coming. Talk to you later. Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for joining Corrine and Allie on a journey to create a decisive, connected, and meaningful life. You can start your values journey for free with our values assessment quiz, which will help you choose what values are most present in your life right now. Or if you're struggling with something and feel a values-based lens from a couple of inner conflict resolution experts may offer some useful insights, you can email us at connect at values-baseliving.com with your question. We might even create a podcast for you around that topic. Click the link in the show notes for more details.